Welcome back to the latest episode of Talking Cod. With me as usual is Mr uh, Andy Hall. How are you, brother? Uh, I've got COVID. Better for seeing you, though. COVID. COVID, man. COVID, man. Wow. And Mr Phil, how are you, pal? Uh, I'm good. I've not got COVID. I'm fighting fit, me. I'm all right, Jack. And we're here, boys. We're here. Well, where we are. It's a Friday and we're in the sunshine. We've got some sun and with the sun it actually feels warm, which is just Properly. quality, which I'm loving. Yeah. We've got a bit of a bonus for you, uh, for our one listener, as we always uh, talk about. Uh, we've got a special guest this today, a special guest, who's got an incredible name, an incredible name, Mr. Daniel De La Cruz. How are you doing, buddy? You well? I am well, thank you very much. It's actually not the full name, you know. The full name is Daniel Cesar de la Cruz Mercado, but I thought I'd show it. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and when you deliver it with that accent, holy smoke. I'll never remember it and I'll never that's, be able to say it. That's all I know it. in Spanish. So, yeah, I might, I might just call you DC. I might just call you DC. <laughs> there we go. I've heard everything, double D, DDLC, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm like, well, it's a bit more sophisticated than Big Ed. Which is which? Which is I, I, you know, the Birchy balls, Birchy balls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what was yours? What Fergal? Fergal, Fergal, Fergal. Because he had the hair. Yes, yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> anyway, so Dan, I've known you for a while, mate. We've uh, you know, we, we we've quite a while. Got back in touch recently. We we're having a conversation, checking in. Part of the conversation, you know. I was having with you, we were talking around saying, you know, what are you up to? And you, you were having a day where you were basically what we call, you were in pottery mode. And you said you were taking, you were taking today to have a think about stuff. And I was like, that will do for me. This is the guy that is still on my wavelength. I'm liking that. I'm liking that. And uh, I had a conversation with the guys. I said, we've got to get Daniel on the pod. We've got to get him on the pod. And I'm like, well, what do you want to talk about? So I messaged you, you came back to me and at the header of the email, it basically said, about brushing your teeth. And I thought, oh, here we go. Here we go. Is, is he taking the piss? However, you then came back with some really good substance. Tell me about brushing your teeth, mate. Why are you here today to talk to the COD and our one listener about brushing your teeth? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, it's an interesting one. I've, a few years ago, I, I met this guy who was doing um, new business training and, and sort of sales training. And, and he said, he said to me, look, you can, you can try to be really good at this, but you know, you, you're always going to have to tell the truth, right? Like if you, if you, if you really want to be good at this and, um, and with the brushing teeth thing, you use that analogy, he said, you know, it's like you can, you can basically go and get away with not brushing teeth and no one will actually know. Right now, of course you can't do that for a whole month for a year or whatever if teeth start falling out but like you know initially like no one will know no one will know and you can go out and tell people oh yeah i'm brushing brushing my teeth but actually you know you're not and um and he and he did that analogy in the sales sense right so like if you're selling and you could be telling like your boss yeah 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 i've been speaking to all of these sales leads and everything and you know and the numbers just don't add up you're the boss going what's going on here and it's the same thing same analogy and i thought that was pretty pretty interesting i thought this would be a good topic to talk about because I guess there's sort of different angles to that as well. There's, there's the, you know, how do we, one, like present ourselves to the world? Like how do, how do we uh, present ourselves to our friends, our family, 
uh, our work colleagues and and this sort of on a, on, a, on a daily basis, right? Do we like big ourselves up constantly and make ourselves sound bigger than we are? You know, do we do we not? Do we make ourselves smaller? Um, and I think that's like a general, quite an interesting thing. It's like, how do we see ourselves? How do other people see us? Is the other thing in in reflection, right? Do we ever ask for feedback and get that? And then also the the other thing is like what like what comparisons are there, right? Like how do you compare yourself to another human being? And I thought it was always quite an interesting thought process. So you might be, I don't know if you say you exercise quite a lot and you might be training like five days a week. Um, is that a lot? Is that a little? I don't know, you know, and, and what, what is, what is the benchmark? And, and, you know, and you kind of might be telling yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm training really hard. I'm training really hard. And someone else trains 10 times a week and you go, well, I'm training hard though, you know? So, so it's quite, it's quite an interesting topic. So I thought, you know, it might be good to, to, to debate this with you. I think it's awesome. I think it, and as soon when the email came through, we had a conversation about it straight away. I'm going, no, I don't lie to myself. I mean, I'm pretty true to myself, you know, I, I always, and then I, st- and then I'm like, all right, okay. Maybe I'm not, maybe. And I'm trying to then trying to think about when it is and definitely, with the training aspects of it for me. So you, you start to look at yourself, don't you? And I'm going training, definitely. And maybe with the training element for me was not necessarily about the frequency, but the, it was more around the level of input on mm-hmm. that particular day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes knowing that you can give more, but not giving yourself that, you're not done that more, but then building a story around it in your own head as to why you've not not done as much well it's all right because i've you know i've not fueled as well today uh, i've had a couple of sleepless nights and so sort of i guess the lion aspect of it comes into that excuse element of it yeah. you know so I, I i definitely get that i think and then i was thinking about the comparison aspects of it i don't think i necessarily compare myself to other people on a daily basis because i'm quite comfortable with who i am but I can imagine a lot of people in life now, especially with real world versus virtual, as to like what you see, mm. if you meet a person in a room and what you see and what you see on the social, and we've spoken about that, you know, with the guys a, a few times in the in, in the past, that must now completely escalate it mm. because that's where the comparison comes in, uh, I think. And I definitely know that my kids lie to me when about brushing the teeth sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, to say, yeah, have you brushed too. the teeth? And they're like, yeah, of course I have, Dad. And I'm just like, are you sure? Don't smell like you have done, boys. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, it's really, when you know really when the second teeth are starting to fall out, then there's <laughs> yeah. yeah. something yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And then again, you know, when you start to think about it, then in, in the commercial world and what people do. In, in work and that's again that's completely different again isn't it and I would imagine that because that's real world you, you're in an environment or we used to be more of in an environment with other people comparison is huge there isn't it it's huge yeah. where you you start to think about people doing a similar role or the fact that I start you know I started at seven and I finished at 11 oh is that the norm should I be doing that I think that's mm. quite a I mean, that can become quite toxic to a certain extent for a working environment and also for the individual, you know. So the personal one for me would be more around the, the training aspects of it, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. I don't know what you, what about yourself, Phil? Um, or are you pretty well, solid? Uh, yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, I, I suppose 
this to me part of this when, when Daniel was talking there in in his sort of intro of the theme it kind of really resonated with me what we talked about last time which was my feelings of imposter syndrome and it's almost like because I was racking my brains and I think I, I don't I'm sort of the opposite I'm I'm like the the person who will like try and undersell myself so that you know I, I'll I'll uh tone down how I present myself I've done stuff but always I don't I don't know I don't like feeling like I'm a big head and I never that's a thing that needs unpicking but you know I I don't in a work context I always think I always probably do down my um my um my I've lost my words which is ironic seeing as I write a lot of words for a living but but yeah my I'll I'll do down my 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 successes and, and the things that I've been involved with I'll play them down and it almost I I guess I lie to myself in that way I kind of lie by not really championing you know, I'm. I'm the. I just. We talked about LinkedIn quite a lot on here, and and how like you, mm. oh, when you see someone's profile and it's, you know, it's horrible because they're trying to paint this picture of themselves that is clearly isn't true, or if it is, why are they even on LinkedIn? You know, I'd be on a plane mm. to Barbados or something. But you know, so I, I always, I always feel like I'm, 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 I'm the opposite. But yeah, and the training, I don't train any, anywhere near as much as these guys. I try and go out for a jog. Um, I'm going to be truthful here and say I go four days a week. I was going to say five, thought that might be pushing it a little bit. There you go. Occ- I like occasionally, it. Occasionally, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But occasionally it'll be like, I'll do less distance because I might have gone over on my ankle you know, at the start, and so I'm sort of back in the head's thinking, well, just just do a bit less because you went over on your ankle. It'll be all right. This'll hurt, even though it doesn't. And then, you know, so yeah, yeah, there are those little, little kind of things that you convince yourself along the way. Um, yeah, that's that's my initial thoughts on it. Andy, you're Is looking it a bad thing in it. Is it a bad thing? So, for example, we're not perfect in any way, are we? And there's always going to be something, but maybe it's the scale of what of what you do. Because, so, you know, there's four of us sat here now. So, for example, Daniel and, and Andy, I, I know you two guys, right? So I know you. And even though I know you, I would I could say I could say that you guys are pretty methodical. If you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And if you were telling me something, I, I, I wouldn't expect it to be bullshit. Uh, because, but, but, what's your version of it? What do you do? I find that interesting because, you know, I, would I compare myself to you? Yeah, I probably would because you're part. You know, you're guys that I know and guys that I really, really respect. And I think that's the difference as well, isn't it? So you expect them to be always truthful to you. Are you always truthful to me? Do you tell me lies, boys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> silence. Silence in the thinking now because God, well, I'm not going to open up today. I can't tell him that because then he won't believe who I am, who I am, and I'm awesome. <laughs> but it's, it's, an interest, it's an interesting thought process, isn't it? Because it's, 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 exactly, it's exactly that. It's like... You know, the, 
the way we tell like the way we tell stories um you know you will watch movies read books and everything like they're all dramatized right they're all kind of cherry picked in ways that whoever wrote that story wrote the story in the way that they wanted to to have a certain type of impact right and i think there's it's quite interesting to look at that at our life sometimes and going because like what's what's beautiful with like us as human beings is that we 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 can have intention right like we can be intentional about stuff we can say right okay i'm here right now and i want to you know you can't see this on the pod but like you know i want to pick up this phone right now you know and i can be intentional about them be like i want to i want to do this i'm going to do it. i'm going to pick up the phone and it's quite interesting to like look at life like that and be like you know how do you how do you want to write your story like how do you want to write your life story and and how are you going to retell it at the end of your life right like because you know and, and it's interesting and it's this real weird balance between um writing it in a way where it's like you know it's really you like i mean whatever you means and you mm. know it's it's you and it's it's whatever you define it to be um but Authentic. then also yeah, yeah. and then but, but then also like not something where you end up going to the end of your life and going like oh i've i've basically lived a dream all my life right and i've not acted on any of the things that i said i would do and it's like and but but you're still telling that and 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 that's where it becomes dangerous right because then people that really know you really close they know that you know you're ta- you're telling all these people you're driving around these like Lamborghinis and stuff like that, but actually like they're they're rented and you just paid off your yeah. you know you can't even pay off your credit yeah. card right, and it's it's a real I find it a really fascinating balance um, of like you know being really confident about what you believe you are who you are and who you want to be, but then also this kind of still staying in in reality and actually doing something about it because you know with a race going back to the training rides with a race like if you're training for a, a run for example. Um, and it's a competition, the the ones that are going to win that competition, you know they will have trained to that level. Yeah. And and the ones that didn't, you know, they can say, yeah, I've given it my best, but clearly you've not trained yes. as hard as the people who have got to the first, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it's just the reality of it. I don't, you know, I, I, like whether that's a, over a period of five years, 10 years, or, or, you know, a couple of weeks, obviously if you've just started running, then it's going to be hard for you to be first, you know, in com- com- comparison to someone who's done it for five years, but the reality is still there will be a difference whether you'll be one of the last or you'll be in the middle or you'll be all the way at the top of the race, right? It's that's the visibility of it, though, isn't it? The, 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 if you're saying that you've done it and you you've got to, in order to achieve that, you've got to do it. You can't you can't hide behind anything, can you? It's yeah. totally, totally visible. Totally, totally visible. Yeah. yeah. Andy, you must, you must have experienced that, mate. You must have absolute because, I guess, like myself and Phil, you're the guy that's, you know, we're all elite athletes ish, not, but you're, <laughs> that's what you do, and that's what you're, that's what you're into, and also, you know, with what you're doing now, with the, with the new business and moving over to that. The proof will be in the pudding with that, won't it? So you've got to be committed. You've got to do it. You can't lie to yourself with that. It's really interesting. I've been, you know, listening carefully to, to what you've been saying from a, from a training perspective. Um, it, it's all about the training. It's not about the event when it comes to training because you just get found out as you as you've said already. If you don't put the effort in, you're just going to fail. It's as simple as that. And spoke about Ironman previously. 
the Iron Man didn't take place on that day. The Iron Man took place for nine months. It was, you know, it was 10 to 15 hours. You can't just rock up to an Iron Man, especially when you're like going on 50 um, and expect to finish it. Um, but also it's, I think it's, it's, we look at apps, you know, so you look at different social media platforms and we're comparing ourselves to other people, you know, so there'll be, there's always somebody you're comparing to, which comparison is the thief of joy, isn't it? Sometimes, so you could, you know, you could do a run, you do a 10k run, and you go, I smashed it today, felt absolutely fantastic. A mate of your post a 10k run, and they were five minutes faster than you. Going, I feel worthless now, <laughs> completely worthless because I didn't put the effort in. Um, and I think that's that's one of the major issues that we have is that there'll always be somebody who's better than us who who can do something you know, harder, faster, more often, you know, more intense. And I think this is one of the things that is really difficult to measure is like the the perception of exertion, the intensity that you are putting in there. Um, and I don't just mean from a training perspective, it's like how hard are you actually working? In life, um, yes. One yes. of my downfalls is in the past is um, I've been a perfectionist for too long in my life and really I shouldn't be. So I've only ever done things. I'm going to be amazing at. Mm, yeah. So you know, and it's really, it's a. I find really refreshing is to do things that I'm I'm not very good at, and knowing that I'm not going to be great at. You know, I'm I'm not going to represent Great Britain at any sport it, in my life. So I'm going to try and do something I'm rubbish at. So I'll I'll start swimming or I'll start I'll go on a bike or. I'm going to do a triathlon or something. I know I'm not going to be amazing at that, so I have to measure my own effort levels on this. And I think sometimes it's it's really liberating to go, well, I'm not going to be amazing. So this is almost like bipolar disorder in some respects. I'm either going to be like 100% give everything or I can't be asked. There's no like 50% effort. And that's something I've, I've struggled with in my life in the past is like, I can't just be okay. I can't just be good. I've got to be brilliant at it. You know, if I'm, going to set up a, I'm not going to set a business up because if I'm not going to make a million. There's no point. You know, it's it's ridiculous. So I'm not going to, I don't know, I'm not going to start a new sport because I'm not going to be absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it for me, it's now about, you know, being comfortable in your own skin and knowing that you are doing things on purpose. So for me, it's like, why would you do something in the first place? And it's about purpose very often. It's like our intention, you know, what is your intention with the effort you're going to put in? Um, what, sprung to mind is the Latin phrase I'm sure you're all aware of, which is uh, esse quam videri. I do, mate, I was just about to say that every day I think about that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have a t-shirt and a pair of socks with it written on as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can, can you have those undies back as well? <laughs> you can, mate, you can. <laughs> Go on. But for, for our listener, yeah. um, who probably knows this anyway, yeah. is to be rather than to seem. And, and this is something which um, I read that in, for the first time I read that in Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits. It wasn't one of the habits, but it was, you sometimes need to know who you are rather than who you want to appear to be. That's really important. And you know, and this, it's a phrase that kind of sticks with me very often is that, you know you you know who you are, you know your effort levels, you know your purpose, but we often will kind of tell the odd white lie just to appear to be slightly better than we are, or more importantly, to fit in with other people. Because we don't want to we, we have it's not it's not the fear of failure. I think it's a fear of judgment 
Mm. Or do, do, you know, does, does Dave and Phil and Daniel, do they think I'm not very good or I'm not trying very hard? And in a work environment, it's that... Um, it's that presence around, you know, well, I, I need to be seen to be working hard rather than the results I get. Yeah. It's that. That's the thing which, you know, I'm, I'm really reflecting on. What do you think, Dave? I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And one of, the, one of the things I wanted to ask is going back to the comparison element of it. And we were saying that comparison can be, can be bad, but I'm just thinking, can it be good? So I don't really compare myself to anybody to a certain extent, I, and I don't. However, in not comparing myself to somebody, does that then sometimes, could that stop me from potentially pushing myself further or giving me that extra boost to go, okay, well, I'm doing this and they're doing that. Why am I not doing that? So, because I, I always... I, I have this in a battle with, you know, I've done this. Is that enough? Is that enough to draw the line on now and move on? Mm. Or should I go that, that that bit more? And that's the conversation with, you know, with myself. So the comparison element of it, I'm thinking, well, maybe I should compare myself more, but then maybe being critical of what that comparison is. So what, what are you comparing to? Uh, and maybe it's not a comparison. Maybe it's more a line of benchmarking. Going, okay, I'm currently here. I want to go there. What do I need to to do that? Does Does that make sense? Maybe it is. Yeah, it does. And I was wondering what you know what the other guys think about this. Sometimes it isn't just about comparing to others to go. You're better than me. I'm not as good as you. There's, there's an element of inspiration there. Mm. You know. So if you see somebody's older than you training harder than you, you saying, well. If they can do that, well, sure, I can do this. I like that. You know, comic reliefs on TV tonight, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and it, and, that, and I don't think it's necessarily comparison to put ourselves down or big somebody else up. You know, so if you, if you watch like some of the stories that are going on in the world, we only see bad stories very often on the yes, news. But <laughs> there's inspiration around us everywhere. Mm. And you know, so if you if you watch comic relief tonight, you'll you'll see inspiring stories of people who've done things they've never done before in circumstances and reasons why they shouldn't do it. And they've come from a you know impoverished background, but they've achieved something academically brilliant, um, or you know they've been massively overweight and now they're running a marathon, or even not even a marathon. You know they, they're running a five k and they couldn't walk before. It doesn't really matter. I, I'm inspired by by some of the smallest things. My children have inspired me all my life. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily comparing myself to anyone, but I used to do. I must admit, I, I really used to do. So, I mean, like Phil, for example, you you you're absolutely fantastic at creating music, but there must be times when you listen to music and go, I "Wish I could do that." Yeah, totally. Yeah, or yeah, um, more that I kind of wish that I'd have pushed that more. I could have done more. It's a very, you know, it's a, it's a shit business. What's he called? Cram, um, the Les from uh, League of Gentlemen, the, from the band Creme Belay, and he's Creme a Boulay. failed musician. <laughs> yes, and and I, 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 I often get that, but I kind of, I think that's one of my kind of things that I kind of, I, you know, I do compare. I've got people I know that are in, you know, bands and stuff, and I, I sort of do compare and go, you know. Oh, if I'd only uh, just stuck at this, or if I'd if I only prioritised this in my life at that point, maybe, maybe I would, maybe that could have been me. Maybe I would have been able to do something more with 
with with music rather than it being a kind mm-hmm. of side hustle these days. Um, so I think I, I definitely have a comparison thing there and a kind of that sense of regret, you know, that I didn't quite, I didn't, I just, just not, I don't know, I don't know, I think it's about certain breaks, isn't it? And, and you know, the, the, sometimes you, you can compare yourself, but some things happened along the way that, that, that either changed your direction or changed someone who's successful in music. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I I feel comfortable that, and again, this is down to how I now look at myself. I just feel comfortable that music is, and it wasn't for years and years. Now, again, music is is part of me, part of myself. And and it doesn't have to, you know, I don't don't feel like I have to have necessarily been successful in music to feel happy with music I've written or music I do now or things I'm involved with um it's it's an interesting one isn't it because like I guess um I really like this kind of root of of inspiration um and and there's a there's a great book it's called um wanting the power of mimetic desire in everyday life um I don't know if anyone has views has read it uh Luke Burgess um and and he starts off the kind of book with like telling his story how he wanted to be like the founder from Sappos and he was trying to sell his business to him as well and all that sort of stuff and and Sap, the, the the founder from Zappos had like a certain way of how he was behaving you know and stuff and he was like well I really want to behave in that way right and it's it's really interesting how if we look at everything that we do like if we really critically analyze everything that we do how we dress how we talk how we you know whatever and how often actually a lot of what the way we we are we behave are driven by how you know our i guess inspirations role models whatever we want to call them are right like you know i've decided at some point I don't want to wear suits and things like that anymore because like you know all my role models that i know don't yeah. right and it's yeah. really interesting to kind of break yourself or try to break yourself from that and it's i think it's almost impossible and and i think actually um we're so like everything like everything that we desire in some way desire not needs right like there's a difference there when we talk about need we talk about like i don't know i'm thirsty well just because someone else drinks water doesn't mean i'm going to drink water now but like everything like that we desire in some way is driven by what other people are doing and you go in yeah. oh like they're doing this, you know, like even the little inspiration that you were talking about earlier, Andy, like around, you know, the, the, the fat person that then went off and cha- you know, lost all the weight and now runs marathons and things like that. Like there's another, uh, overweight person, someone looking at that story and going, Oh, I want to be like, like that. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, it's almost not like, Oh, I want to be healthier or I want to be lose weight or whatever. It's actually, they're actually looking at that going, Oh, I want to be like, like that. And I think there's a there's an interesting difference in that, isn't there? And I I, I almost I, I personally find it really hard to like separate myself from 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 that. Like I think pretty much most of the stuff that I do is driven by like people that I know and and what they do and how they do it. Like if I if I'm honestly admitting it, yeah. So I've 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 got um I've got a question and something I think I'd really like you to talk about DDLC if that's okay. Can I call you DDLC? Yeah, I feel like, let's do it. I feel like I've known you for years. Let's do it. DDLC. <laughs> um, so we, we were speaking offline before. It sounds really professional, doesn't it? Speaking offline before the show um, about some of the work you do in boxing um, and, you know, bringing that kind of choice to, to young people's lives 
And it seems to be an awful lot of comparison and how are you perceived by your peer groups, but you have to make some really difficult decisions. What kind of things have you seen there? Wow. Um, big question. I guess, I guess sort of maybe looking at it, why I got into it in the first place, because that like will explain a lot of the, the, the thinking behind it or what I've probably seen as well. But like, I guess, um, so I didn't grow up with much money um, and this is no bullshit backstory or anything like that. I'm trying to like make myself sound great. Um, you be, you're being so truthful. You're I not lying to us now, are you? No, 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 no. I, I didn't actually grow up in a mansion. I wish I did. <laughs> well, do, do I? You know, that's the big question, right? Um, and, and, uh, and, and so, you know, parents, um, parents were always like super violent with each other. There was, was a lot of problem at home, quite, quite a lot of chaos and stuff. And, um, and I... Uh, I guess sort of for me, the, the thing was like, first of all, was like trying to break out of that chaos. Like that was the first thing, like growing up has always been about like, how do I, how do I, how do I go to the opposite of chaos? Right. Like how do I create, um, like a, a calmness basically. And, mm. uh, and, and for some strange reason, I always ended up in more chaos coming out of it, you know? Mm. And, uh, and, and what happens was that, um, I think initially it was sort of looking at, some of the things I really like. So I got into graffiti quite early on in life. And, um, and then I saw like these, these kids that were doing graffiti, right? Like, and I was like, Oh, that's brilliant. And I want to be like that. And, you know, and there was this one guy that was really, really good. And again, you know, like, so my desire started to become really good at, at drawing, but then I fell into these circles where there was loads of drugs and again, more violence and things like that. And I think, I think it was interesting to, um, look at like, how how did I switch from that path of, you know, uh, drugs, violence, um, being in trouble with the police and everything to then suddenly going, actually, I want to make something out of my life, right? Well, it was really simple. My uncle, um, he had done quite well for himself. And uh, and my aunt, my uncle were like living quite a different life to us. And, and occasionally my aunt would take me into their life and it would be, you know, quite glamorous and they'd go off to holidays to Mallorca and whatever, you know, and, and they would take me there and it would be like a complete different thing. And I was like, wow, like I want to be like that. And suddenly, you know, my whole kind of perception started, my perspective started to change and there was something else there. And then I went onto that. So again, it was all driven by, you know, what other people were doing rather than me sort of figuring out this solution that actually it's not a good idea to do drugs and I should probably, you know, not get in trouble with the police because, yeah, <laughs> who knows where that's going to end up. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I think it's a similar kind of thing with a lot of the, the you know, the, the kids that we work with in the charity as well, where you bring, I, I guess as an individual, as another individual, you bring a different perspective to them and then they can see that. And then that's a desire that they then go for and that helps them out of that. Mm -hmm. We tell us about the charity then. Yeah, so um, so it's called Gloves Not Guns, and uh, and we help young people out of a life of crime using sports, particularly boxing, uh, uh, yoga, and um, BJJ. But um, but boxing is the main one. And, and what kind of results have you seen? There the must be, you know, individual stories. You don't need to share the individual ones. But what kind of inspiration have you seen where people have made different choices? Yeah, so there's um, uh, there's someone who. Uh, you can see them on the website as well and stuff. And they're, they're actually, um, well, I'll go get back to the moment. So, he, so he was doing 
this is public, so it's not, it's not, I'm, I'm kind of sharing something. Mm -hmm. Who's doing, um, uh, county line, uh, dealing and so on and got involved just with the wrong people again, you know, and, and, and as far as I know, I don't think it was like a, a like a classic story of like absolutely no money and, you know, terrible, like mad home, whatever, but he just got in the mix with the wrong people. And, uh, and, and, and his transition was that he found gloves, not guns, and ultimately um, ended up being really, really good at the boxing as well, to the point where he became, um, uh, I think, national champion in his weight class, uh, which is wow. fantastic. Uh, wow. He's now sponsored by Nike, um, wow. which is un unheard of for an amateur boxer. Uh, and he does a lot of work. Like you'll you'll see him on like um, like stuff that Nike does, basically documentaries and things like that. He's on there. And, uh, and, and yeah, and like this complete transformation and he's now coaching a lot of the kids at the gym as well. And, uh, and he's going to go for, you know, I think he's going to study as well and stuff. So like, there's all these, you know, there's all these things, right. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great transformational story, basically. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well done for you, though, for creating that opportunity yeah. as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Excellent. I mean, I, I can I can't really take the full credit because it's you know there, there are two co-founders um, of that charity, and you know they're the ones who are doing the work every day. I'm just coming in and supporting them on you know um, the things that any support with occasionally, right? Like the business mm. structures, things like that. It's, you know, charities. Yeah. It's, uh, it's mm. a, it was a hard hard one. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So. Sorry, Andy. Sorry, Andy. Go on. You, you I was going to say, so King Cod, you know, this this is a part of the show sometimes when you start to, you know, summarise what you've just heard. I, I want to say thank you for introducing us to uh, DDLC. Um, we wouldn't have happened without you, so thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah you need to pronounce, you just give us your full name again. In, in, in the, you've got to do that again, mate. All right, it's Andy Hall. <laughs> yeah, sorry. From from right. Oldham. From Oldham. <laughs> Uh, we from a council estate in all in all of England. What would with, that be? With the, that accent. D, 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 what would that be? D C D L C M. There we go. <laughs> da Daniel Cesar de la Cruz Mercado. <laughs> so you know when I said before, That's you know amazing. when you said I'm going, I don't compare myself to anybody. I don't. So one, I'm lying because I do. Because I'm going, oh yeah, man, I need to that 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 I need a bit more of that dyna dynamicism or whatever you want to call it. I'm going, That's pretty cool that. That's pretty cool. So I uh, yes. From from straight away, yes, I do compare myself to other people, and yes, I do lie to myself. So there you go. I've 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 ousted myself from 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 that perspective. Yeah. It's really interesting, guys. Really interesting. I mean, we always talk about a lot of things, which I don't know that we're that we're experiencing as well. And 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 again, we we, we say we're you know three three middle aged blokes, so we are we are at that point in that in our lives. So it's probably as as poignant now as he as 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 it ever was. So, and it's always good to speak to people that are there doing it who have got completely different perspectives as well. You know, Daniel, we're talking to you today. Mm. You know, from what you do outside of the work and the commercial aspects of it, and then obviously you'll see what you see in the commercial world that 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 sits with that. And from my, I, I probably the 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 comparison and the lines in the self perspective, I probably see that more in the commercial world. Than I do in you know outside of that, it's, yeah. or it's more, maybe it's, I see it more because it's more visible, it's more apparent, you know, from that side of it. Mm. You know, mm. 
it's it's really it's really interesting like like i said i mean i've i've i find this fascinating and i find this topic all fascinating about like exactly what you you know what you portray to the outside right like look yeah. you know um i'm i i know i'm i'm running a good good business you know it's solid it's it's paying my bills it's it's um profitable uh it's doing all the things that a business should be doing um the community is really good and and everything but like could i push harder probably yes um do i like Am I pushing as hard as I don't know how many other people who are doing similar things to I don't I don't really know. Um, possibly not. You know, do I need to? Possibly yes. You know, and it's just sort of this 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 balance, right? And it's it's really interesting. Again, like I find this balance between kind of um, projecting enough so that people, I guess, see that you are successful or doing things, but then making sure that the reality is also catching up with that. Right. And it's sort of that it's that constant, that constant balance, because you can be one too much on the one side, but then you can also be really good. And I think the charity is a perfect example. You know, uh, the two co-founders from the charity, they do this like, like every single day. They work tirelessly. You know, one of them still has another job as well. And um, but they don't talk as much about what they do. And they've got this fantastic setup, but they don't talk much about it. And I'm, I'm saying yeah. to them, you need to go out and you need to talk about it. You actually need to do the whole thing. And they're not getting as much funding because other organizations are getting the funding that are basically talking about what they're doing, right? Yeah. But they're not actually doing as much work, like delivering the programs as well. And I think it's really, it's, it's really interesting. And I think there's, there's, you know, going back to the imposter syndrome thing and, you know, that kind of topic. It's like, it's, I think to almost survive in our world, you have to, um, kind of be a little bit mm. like like talk, talking about what you do right i don't think you can just be yeah, completely nice you know silence mm. like you you just can't like if you want if you want to play by the rules of of our world right like of course if you want to you know be the uh was it i don't know if you heard about this hermit in scotland um who's like lived there for the last i don't know 20 years or something in some lock and no electricity, no nothing, right? It's basically just lived off the land and fishing and stuff. Amazing guy, right? Really yeah. amazing guy. I love, I love that. But that's, you know, then that's fine. And you're not playing by the normal rules of the world anymore. But if you are playing by the rules of the world, it's like, well, that's that's how that's how you move forwards, right? That's how we survive in our in our world. That's our survival game, basically. Mm. Yeah. You know, whereas for him, his survival like game that. is is food, right? It's mm. it's food and making sure he, he doesn't break his leg because that's going to be a big problem for him. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I like that survival uh, summary of it I really, a, a, a lot because I always have that conversation in my own head. You know, I've done that. That's pretty cool. That's all right. But you're not saying enough. We're not doing enough. You're not doing this and constantly. Yeah. And maybe, may, and, and putting it that way enables it, me to visualize it differently. Uh, we, we, which is which is really nice, really nice. What about you, Phil? Yeah, I, it's the same. It's just just sort of yeah, having having that kind of inner dialogue that says, you know, um, you, for me again, it, it comes down to this sort of this sort of imposter syndrome thing that keeps coming back. But you know, just telling myself it's okay to talk about. The, you know the the things I've done, the successes I've, I've had, and it's, it's okay to big myself up a little bit. 
Uh, <laughs> but I've spent a lifetime resisting that for whatever reason. But I think the whole thing has kind of contributed to, to where I am. I'm, I'm probably I've, the reason I've ended up being okay having degrees of success in things is is because I'm reasonably self-effacing and and you know I get on because I, I think I need to 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 not get found out as this imposter so I, it all goes really hand in hand but what what I've really taken today is and it'll be properly whirring around in my head is that is that kind of reverse thing for me of of getting away from the default and just going you know what yes let's just rest on some shit let's get get those laurels out and I feel good yeah. about it and just project you know and and it's and it's yeah I think it's been really useful because I don't you know I just recognize that I I I, I as Daniel says I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm not sort of pushing myself ahead of the game you know it, it, I'm not looking to play the rules of the game and, and perhaps I should a little bit more for my own inner um, peace really you know to, to quell this bloody imposter syndrome that just just you know and and you know I tell for for a living I, I, I craft narratives I tell stories you know and I, I don't do <laughs> Really do you don't that do it about for yourself. yourself. You don't and do it for yourself. And that's a pretty light bulb, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'll, yeah. I'll big, I'll big any, you know, I'll, through writing about, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll create a story that's bigger than the component parts, you know, quite often. But I don't do it on myself. So maybe I should, and maybe I will. Yeah. yeah. It's it's fascinating. I, I I find this topic so fascinating, you know, and it's the, again it's the uh, acceptance as well. Andy, you touched upon this earlier as well, like being accepted, right? Like I mean, and that's why I call it survival because in some way, it's like of of for, for you know since we since the beginning of, of of us existing, right? Like it's all been been about survival. Now it's just things have changed because we're more comfortable. We actually have a roof over the head. We have food, all the basics. So like our games of survival or the rules of our survival cha have changed and what it is now it's about like being accepted right like that's our yeah. that's our kind of rules of, of survival it's like being accepted into different communities and 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 the fear of being rejected and and all, and all these things that drive us like every day and how we do things like i remember there was um uh like last year there was a like a couple of days um uh in in, in the year where i was like i was trying some some really like weird things like where i was just you know because because i'm not I, I don't tend to be someone who who's who's naturally silly like i do i do if i if i want to i can be but i'm not it's not my natural way to just be silly and uh and mm. so i can come across quite serious i also grew up in germany so that probably contributes <laughs> to it but, um but like <laughs> but but the thing is um i tried i tried a couple of things and one of them was um I, you, you know again we're on a podcast you can't see it but you see up there there's a there's a door right like yeah. up, up, up in the ceiling and, you know, there's a little cupboard there. And basically yeah. I had a call with um, a bunch of my clients and, um, and they were like, where's Dan? Where's Dan? And then I just sort of fell out the cupboard. Because <laughs> 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 I just wanted to be silly, right? Or, or like um, when I raised, mate, you've when been I on raised the funds for my too. charity. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> when I raised uh, funds for my charity, like um, I took a picture of myself, uh, basically naked with a backpack and uh, and a like a like a kitchen pot, you know, down where the private bits are, and I put it on LinkedIn. <laughs> and it was like honestly, wow. before I did that, I was like 
shitting myself. I was literally in bed. I was <laughs> curling up in bed under the cover going, I, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot. And then I hit the button and I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing it. And it was out there and, you know, it got an amazing response. We ended up raising 12,000 pounds. So like, I can't wow. like, you know, I can't complain in the end, mm. but it was, it was that real, like overcoming that feeling of how, what are people going to think about me? Right. Like what, how am I going to be perceived, you know, and, and am I going to be accepted into yeah. whatever communities I actually want to be a part of? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Seems to boil down to purpose quite often, doesn't it? So that point about the where we started about why would you say that you clean your teeth three times a day? What's the purpose of that? Yeah, yeah. Why would you go on LinkedIn, for example, Phil, and say that actually I'm, I'm brilliant with words? Mm. Um, and Dave, you know, the stuff that you can do, you know, and stuff you've achieved, you don't talk about. But if we did speak about our successes more and forget about the imposter, then we can attract more of that more stuff into our life and bring it to other people's lives. Yeah. I think that's the thing. It's a really good point, Daniel, that, you know, by kind of exposing yourself as a bit silly at times, will bring attention for the right reasons rather than going, oh, I'm great. I just want to win more fees. It's the purpose of why we're doing yeah, this in the first nice. place. So if I can serve other people, I will do this. And it, it, rather than that comparison, and the rules of the game, I've changed a lot, haven't I, since, since the campfire. Mm. Being accepted in, in a tribe meant the difference between life and death. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you weren't accepted into your troop, then you're on your own. Your chances are you're going to die or become a Scottish hermit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which one I'd choose. Yeah, Scottish hermit. Yeah. <laughs> well, every day, laddie. Hey, man. Boys, boys. <laughs> I... I, I I often say it's an absolute pleasure, but it's been it's been class. It's been absolutely class, and more so because I've learnt. I always take a little bit away from something on these and when we do these pods, but I'll take a lot away from this, and it's stuff that I can get on with and use straight away. DDLC mm. Daniel Dela Cruz, one of your many names, mate. It you know massive massive <laughs> appreciation for you. Really appreciate you coming on, and I'm pretty sure. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Oh, we can say, we we can do this again and we can evolve it further. But it, it, it's been class, guys. It's been class for everyone that listens. Anytime. The one listener that, that's there. If you're listening, always remember: if you give us a like or a share, that'd be amazing. If you're feeling motivated, give us a comment. If you want to get involved, drop us an email at hello at talkingcod. If you give a if you give it like you'll see Dave uh, naked on LinkedIn in in a week's time. Well, <laughs> and, 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 and it's already there. It's already there. I'm thinking a few oh, more sessions dear. at the gym, get some press ups going. <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe that's the thing, boys. Maybe that's something we should do. Let's for a the campaign or something. Calendar. Oh my <laughs> this god. Is... All the Did you say you wanted to, to do YouTube? <laughs> yes, YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> We can, we, sure we can all sit here with our tops that. off. No one's got the t-shirts on and you can work out yourself if you're fully naked or you've actually got a <laughs> pair of shorts on. How about that? Uh, <laughs> class, boys. Class. Fabulous. Oh, Thank you again, Dan. And so, <laughs> until the next episode, gents. Brilliant. Quality. Brilliant. Indeed. Nice one. Cheers, Dan. Hasta <laughs> luego, guys. There you go. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking COD, please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe now.
Quick shout out to the guys at DapDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune, Elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking Cod.